Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and welcome, my fellow baby boomers. That's right, you have reached the podcast, Another Day Above Ground, where we talk about everything related to people our age. That would be baby boomers, born between 1946 and 1964, and there's three of us that put this show on, and our combined age is well over 200. So I... (laughs) Maybe not really. But anyhow, joining me, first of all, from the uh, from the state of Colorado in the Mile High City, welcome Carolyn Strauss. Yeah, and it is officially fall. We're, we have one day that's 80 degrees and one day that's 40 degrees, so welcome to Colorado. And on the 80 degree days, I got to get out because this is... It's going to... They say it's going to be a tough winter. Have you guys heard that in, in the Chicago area? Well, it's kind of true all over. I've never been through a real fun winter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll all move to Palm Springs. It'll get fun. <laughs> and the other voice you hear coming to us from Indiana, it's the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, it's Columbus Day, and Joe Biden commemorated the day by going out into the backyard and getting lost. <laughs> But at least he didn't go in the backyard and scream about it, Tim. (laughs) 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 Is this being recorded on on Columbus Day, a.k.a. Indigenous Peoples Day for the overly sensitive? Uh, But, uh, you know, I think we should celebrate both days back to back. Monday, Columbus Day. Tuesday, Indigenous Peoples Day. The result, we here get a four-day holiday weekend. And I think that would be a big plus for everybody. (laughs) And uh, it's also Uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. And I think four days off in October, as well as November, would be something to be thankful for. There you go. Exactly. That's what, you know, I was running for president until I realized I'm going to get about six votes. But one of the things I wanted is more holidays. You know, August. August doesn't have any holidays at all. We need to have a couple of them in there. You know, people are getting robbed in August. August is a holiday, especially if you're in Europe. If you're in Europe, all of August is a holiday. We don't need holidays in August. Well, actually, my, my birthday's in August, so I've never been. I've never been a month without a holiday. There we go. We celebrate Tim Slagle Day from now on, so that'll uh, that'll be a new celebration. I'm taking the day off. I'll tell you that. But we're in the uh, we're in the throes of fall. You know, the leaves are uh, are turning and falling. And personally, I've fallen three times in the backyard already. And uh, you Menards, know, this is... Menards has its Christmas trees up, so you know exactly. <laughs> you know, so does Costco. They know... got one aisle with inflatable ghosts and witches, and the next aisle with Christmas trees. <laughs> And the leaves are falling, and so are football players. Seriously, I want a football season. I am so missing my football season. This, oh, let's just postpone for another week or another two weeks. Really, what other job can you plan to be at work and then just decide to go a week later? Oops. Well, if your people didn't get sick, they wouldn't have to do that, you know. They'd all wear a mask and play by fair rules, and they they wouldn't get sick, so that'll teach them. I think they should play anyhow just without any players that are sick. And if you get down to having two, three players on your team, hey, that's tough, man. Recruit somebody from the from the fans to play in there. You know, that's actually true. That's a really good point, Dale, because if your star quarterback breaks an ankle, you don't say, oh, well, can, can we hold this game off until he heals? No. 
Exactly. No, it's a, it's a, it's it is a sport of attrition. I mean, you start out with a with a full roster, then by the end of the season, it, half your players are on disability. That's what makes the game fun. We got two tight ends and a kicker. What place should we run? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that well, football players, they probably find out earlier than the rest of us. But when you get a little bit older, it comes a time when you're going to need some, let's call it assistance in doing everyday things. You're going you're gonna to need help with uh, keeping a place clean and eating and re- remembering who you are and things like that. And you're going you're gonna to need a caregiver eventually. And, uh, you know, I think now at this time in our lives is the perfect time to shop before you really need one. And our guest today uh, calls herself a recovering caregiver after having cared for her mother for six years, including hospice care in her home. She is a professional speaker, a wonderful storyteller. Her stories have been broadcast on the Moth Story Hour. I don't know what that is. I I don't think I've ever heard it. Apparently, I didn't have my light on. And uh, she's also had a viral (laughs) video. She's a certified caregiving consultant and has written an award-winning book called The Caregiver Coffee Break. Please welcome to Another Day Above Ground, Brita Miller. Hey, Brita. Hey, Dale. So nice to be here. So nice to be above ground, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> now, you, as, as, a, as a caregiver, what, what exactly does that designate? I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of different areas of the care, you know. From... I, I think as a caregiver, her job is to keep people above ground. Isn't that your job, Brita? That is the primary goal. Yes, yes. And, and I think the biggest challenge about being a caregiver is making sure that you last longer than them, you know? And uh, that that's one of the things that, that I learned to do. And there were there were moments when I thought I was just gonna, gonna lose it because I, honestly, Dale, I came to being a caregiver. I didn't know what I didn't know. All I knew was that I loved my mom and I did not know what I was getting into. Sure, uh, sure. So it was through, you know, fortunately, you know, she did, she, she was, uh, she was good and, and well until she wasn't. And I just learned on the job training. And because of that, um, now I help other people carry on. I help caregivers carry on. And I try to um, do it using humor and good stories because nobody wants to be preached to, you know, nobody wants to have that waggledy finger. I got to tell you, I'll never forget the time that um, a concerned individual looked at me one day and said, hey, Brita, you know, this, uh, this caregiving is going to take 10 years off your life. And I said, oh, gee, thanks. That's such a kind thing to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that moment, though, honestly, I realized that um, I needed to figure this out and I needed to find a way um, to not you know, fall, fall to bits because unfortunately a, a lot of caregivers get sick, they get ill and, and they don't know how to, to juggle it and to really care for themselves while they're caring for others. So, so that's what I'm all about. Now, what, what exactly does caregiving entail? The way I envision it is it's a lot like taking care of a baby got to make sure they're fed and changed and exercised and stuff. Is that is that kind of what it is? 
Yeah, and in fact, one of the thoughts I had was, you know, when I, it's kind of like taking care of a baby, but without the cute clothes or the good smells. (laughs) um, And you don't take nearly as many pictures of them. No. (laughs) Not a good look. Not a good look many times. Although there are many times then there are, you know, there's no teeth involved sometimes. So, you know, there's that. There's that similarity. But it's the breastfeeding that becomes a problem. <laughs> oh, don't even go there. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, can do it from laying on the floor, though. <laughs> one of the, the, the mindsets that I had was to, to do everything I could to maintain my mother's dignity. But I was also concerned about my furniture. Okay. So, you know, we all have different priorities. And my mom, there was there was a, a point where my mom became incontinent and she didn't know it. And I sure knew it. And I, I, I didn't want to embarrass her, but I was exhausted and I didn't know if this was normal. And, and, and you know, one of the things when you're caring for children, that's really different from when you're being a caregiver of an aging uh, adult or a parent is that you know when you're when you're when you're a mom or a dad and you're discussing child rearing things you might talk about potty training you know or using uh pull-ups or different things like that nobody nobody ever said to me so how's your mom doing are you using depends you know how's that how's that going nobody talks about that and so uh, when i faced that problem i didn't even know who to ask so one of the things I learned, though, is the importance of words and language. And I, I never used the word diaper. I used the word disposable underwear. And that really mm. helped a lot. So when you ask about what does it mean to be a caregiver, it means different things for different people. If you're caring for someone who has a chronic illness, um, someone who has a disability, maybe they've had a heart attack, maybe they um, have had a, a, a closed brain um, injury, that's a whole different situation than someone maybe who is uh, who has cancer or is recovering um, or someone who has dementia and are really on the downslide and, and they're not going to get better. And you just have to find ways to manage it and to recognize this is not a fixable problem, but you have to find a way to manage it and to do your very best and not lose yourself in the process. And having a sense of humor goes a long way. Uh, that was going to be my next question. As you said, you know, you know, you try and work humor into it. I'm wondering how you really can do that. I mean, you know, you don't ever fall for them doing the pull my finger trick because you don't know <laughs> based on, on that incontinence problem. But, oh, but, yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll say this is that I dealt with more bodily fluids than I ever even knew existed. So that's not a good thing. But, but, you know, it is a mindset thing. And so I used to, I finally came to the realization that caring for someone with dementia is like a day at the improv without the applause, right? And <laughs> Wow. So your mindset is, like, I didn't know when my mom would come out of her bedroom with her death grip on the walker, you know, and I would hear it boom, 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 down the hallway. And, you know, we realized that any woodwork in our home was a goner and just to let it go uh, because she was crash cart right. You know, she was just, I'm 80 and I'm going. You know, like, you know I didn't know if she was going to be my sweet, charming little Irish mother or if she was going to be this really angry, upset person who thinks I'm someone else. I mean, I got to tell you, the day that she looked at me and accused me of being an alcoholic, well, the thing is, I don't drink. 
So I said to her, but, but, but mom, I can't be an alcoholic. I don't drink. And she looks at me and says, aha, denial. That's the first sign. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't laughing that day. My husband found it really amusing because then I asked him, am I an alcoholic? I really questioned it. And he says, well, do you drink? I said, no. He says, then I don't think you're an alcoholic. My brothers thought it was really funny. Now I think it's funny. At that moment, it really hurt me. And, And until I learned it was the disease and it was her mind. And she was thinking I was someone else. And so you really have to give a lot of grace and a lot of space. And it means not taking things personally, but having that mindset of, okay, who's coming to visit today or thinking of it at, you're at the improv. Don't ever, ever try to bring them to your reality. It will not end well. And as long as it's not giving them keys to the car, you know, don't do that. But you can enter where they're at. You know, they want to talk about, you know, they think that you're their their sister and you're going to go trick-or-treating tonight and you want to talk about what costumes you're going to wear. Why not? I mean, what the heck? You got nothing to lose. Don't say, oh, no, Halloween's not for another three weeks. We're not doing that. And I'm not your sister. Don't you know who I am? Don't don't do that because you're only going to frustrate yourself and it's it's just going to get really really hard how far are you how how far are you going to take that i mean are you actually going to dress her up and take her out trick-or-treating it could happen in my head (laughs) (laughs) there were two britas and i i worked that i loved it because then i could get all the gossip she would complain to me about the other brita and i'd say really now and then she'd tell me and it was great but then one day she looked at me and she said that's it. I want the two of you to come in here because I don't want to have to repeat myself. And I said, well, mom, um, you know, there's only, there's only, you know, me, there's, there's only the one me. And she says, oh, and is the other Brita too busy on her computer to come in and talk to me? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah the you should have just but. given her a couple shots and then she would have seen two of you. It, you know, that I did actually, at one point, I walked out of the room, put a scarf on, a pair of sunglasses, and walked back in, and she wasn't buying it. She wasn't going for it. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to take a different tack for a second, Brita. The oldest of the baby boomers is 72, mm-hmm. if I've done my math correctly. How do we know when we're losing it? What are the signs? Are there signs that we should be aware of for ourselves? Starting a podcast might be a sign. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, doing this once a week. I think you're right, Tim. I, I think we're already over the edge. Actually imagining that there's an audience. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all living on our own fantasy worlds, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think about that sometimes, and... Um, you know, when I look at how high we have to put the volume up right now on our own TV, that, you know, it's it's shades of going to visit my father-in-law when you'd walk in and he had it, you know, the number on the on the uh, on the television was up to 47 and it's blasting away. And you say, hey, dad, how you doing? He can't even hear you. And, it, you know, we're at 29 right now. So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. <laughs> That's actually nice that the smart TVs are numbered. So you, you can actually you can actually make a little note right there. You could maybe write it on the side of the TV with chalk like you used to with yeah. your when you were growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're right. On this day, October 
this deaf this day. <laughs> and then you can mark your height on the door jam, you know, and it keeps going down. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Some numbers are going up. Okay. So it's the volume. Okay. I'm going with that. That's, that's an increase. It's a good thing. We yeah, have a, but, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I just think that we have to find ways to find the humor in it. And, uh, you know, there there were times when my mom, she she had an accident uh, involving bodily fluids. And I, I looked and I said, Mom, what's that? And she looked at me and she said, who did that? It's like, well, it wasn't me. This is when you need a dog. Yeah, but the dog was really tiny, her Yorkshire terrorist, and we blamed a lot on him. <laughs> Yorkshire <laughs> terrorist. <laughs> I know we had uh, we had a neighbor uh, who had uh, dementia, and right next door to her, two doors away from me, was his was her son. So it was her son, and then her, and then and then my house, and uh, she would uh, complain uh, to to her son. You know, one time she complains, they're making so much noise at that party next door, I couldn't get to sleep. And he said, "Mom, they've been on vacation for a week. They're still not back. I've been picking up their mail." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. she didn't understand. So, ah, they're back now. I heard them. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, just, you, just like anything in life, you pick your battles, you know, you pick yeah. your battles and you, you decide when, when safety is not the issue. I mean, obviously it's important that you do that, but when, uh, when you can find ways to divert, deflect, change the subject, um, and use some good humor, it just takes the pressure off. It takes the stress out. And, and give yourself, uh, you know, uh, be gentle with yourself. Because there are days, you know, when, when I was not my best self, when I was really cranky, my daughter advised me one day, Mom, you need to take a nap. <laughs> when I just was, um, uh, just had unrealistic expectations of where she was at, what she could do. And uh, when I didn't respond in the best way, I had to forgive myself and say, you know what, okay. I'll do better tomorrow. And as long as you keep the, their dignity in mind, when you when I say use humor, never at their expense, never mocking them, but but really finding the humor in the situation. My mom had a bridge. She had uh, uh, you know teeth, uh, uh, removable teeth, and she had a penchant for taking them out and tucking them in very safe places so that we could not find them. How many people have the conversation with their 14-year-old son, Evan? Can you help me find Nana's teeth? Anybody seen <laughs> Nana's teeth? <laughs> I have a feeling that might be a way to play. Uh, uh, use the dog. I was going to say, <laughs> the dog got a great big smile. <laughs> there, oh, don't laugh. There was that one time, okay? I did not have my phone or my camera available, but yes. It, it, and we just rinsed him off real well, okay? It, it was <laughs> <laughs> and, if you, and if you sit on him, it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase, bite me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just thinking about, you said, you know, never give him the car keys. But what if, you know, they're pestering you and you gave him the keys to like a different car? 
and just sent them outside. That'll keep them busy for several hours trying to start that car yeah, with and, the wrong key. And it's going to keep the locksmith busy for several hours trying to dig the wrong key out of the ignition. I'm so glad I don't live in your neighborhood, Dale. That would not be. <laughs> All right, Frida. I can't tell so... you how many people have said that. Frida, let's, let's go top five things that we need to do, because you were so helpful to me when I called you for help. A couple weeks ago, you were unbelievably helpful. So what are, by the way, for my mom, not for me, you guys. Um, so what five tips can you give us like to look for when you're thinking about maybe getting help for either an elderly relative or for yourself? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I, I think the most important thing is to, what is the goal? You know, what, what is it that you need to accomplish? Do you, are you worried about their safety? Are you worried about their health? Are you just worried about their mindset, their, their, men, their mental state? Um, if, if you're looking at support for your loved one, if it's for yourself, um, what do you need? I mean, do you need time? Do you need money? Do you need someone who's going to take some portion? You know, one of the things that's really hard is to ask for help. And what's really important is to identify, okay, I don't mind doing this piece of caregiving, but I, I can't handle the paperwork. I can't handle the insurance claims. You know, that's not my strength. So maybe your sister-in-law, oh, and by the way, I, I think when it comes to siblings, you might have to remind them that being a caregiver is not a competitive sport, okay? And we're not keeping track and it's not about who's doing a better job. It's, you know, everybody has different skills and different tolerance levels for different things. So, so number one, what do you really need? And then think about what are your resources that you have? Maybe you have more time, maybe you have more money, maybe you have more patience, but really think about what is your circle? You know, uh, Carolyn, I was so happy that you reached out to me and that I was able to help you, but that's because you asked another friend who said, who could help me with this? And that friend said, you should call Brita Miller she has a clue about this stuff, right? Yep. So think about who do you know who might be able to help you? Um, the fourth thing is to, to really um, analyze what your needs are and, and, and um, you know, whether it is companionship, then what would be a good fit? Is it just someone who's going to sit there and make sure that the person is safe, that they don't fall? Or are you looking for someone that maybe have a nice chat or maybe even become a friend or engage in a hobby or something like that? And, and those are things, the, then, the, then the, to be resourceful, to ask, to pick up the phone, to do a little Google search. There are wonderful, wonderful organizations, many of them that offer free services that people don't even know about. Um, if you're a veteran, there are a tremendous number of resources, both financial and supportive that can help caregivers. Um, the Area Agency on Aging, I always have a hard time saying that, A A A Area Agency on Agency on Aging. All across the country, there are resources there. Um, maybe your religious organization might have some volunteers or people that could help out. Um, there might be some really spry 60-year-olds who are retired and looking for something to do and would be delighted to uh, to visit with an 85-year-old a couple days a week that could really help you. Does, so, does that so there's a lot of different um, specialties, I guess you're saying. When you're looking for a caregiver, 
there's all different, you know, somebody might be better at the companionship, somebody better at the cooking, somebody better at health. And you, you got to judge which is more important and go looking for a, a caregiver that, that fills those needs. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. And if you think, oh, I'm going to have to hire a home health care aide, that's not inexpensive. Maybe you don't need that. Maybe you don't need someone who's going to deal with, you know, uh, medicine or bandages or therapy or that kind of thing. Maybe you just need someone who's going to be there and and make sure that they don't go wandering outside the door or that they have someone to have a cup of tea with. I'm going to save some money, an escort service. So they come and they spend a couple of hours, right? Isn't that how escort services work? I think it's cheaper than a caregiver and it would be eye candy at the same time. Well, Well, that's what I want. I want somebody to read to me naked. That's all I'm looking at. <laughs> Actually. These are services I am not familiar with, okay? <laughs> Actually, yeah, the escort service might provide a, 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 a service your loved one really needs that you cannot See? provide. <laughs> you know what? If this whole podcast thing doesn't work out for you guys, I see a new career opportunity right there for you. You know, you can fill a need. Now, I know most families, too, do have a sibling that's uh, perfectly willing to go through the jewelry and find all the valuable ones. Oh, yeah. True. Oh, yeah. And, and they claim that they're just going to sort things. I, I know someone who shall remain nameless who offered, you know, to, uh, to, to procure the medical marijuana, you know, and be that. They were willing to be that person and then dole it out to mom. Um, yeah, I just thought it was so generous on his part. Right. Yeah, they're w- perfectly willing to uh, 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 acquire that ounce and dole out the half ounce. Exactly. exactly. And, and then share like, that with the patient. And then roll up the quarter. <laughs> yeah, one for you, one for me. One for you, one for me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can't. This is Brita. This has been a, a, a wonderful thing. For, the thing I learned is that, you know, there's specialists or not specialists but you got you look for the caregiver that that fits uh, your lifestyle and uh so that you know that's going to be something i i need to put in uh some stipulation there but uh, it, it's uh, it's really been great how can people get a hold of you to find out more about your uh, about your services well there's lots of things i have a website that is just filled filled i say with resources and videos um it's pretty easy it's brida miller.com b-r-e-e-d-a miller.com and what a fun thing that i've done is i've created a youtube channel and it's called bridatv.com and i have lots of stories videos that are, are short bits of stories that um i think can just give people a lift um and one of the things about being a caregiver and we know this obviously from covid but even before covid Caregivers knew an awful lot about feeling isolated, and uh, it's it's really important to realize that there are many many people that are in this situation, and if they can reach out and ask for help, just make it a lot better. Cool, cool. So you've you've, you've all these stories on your YouTube channel. It's called it's kind of like uh, chicken soup for the IV, you know. So kind of yes, and chicken soup that maybe has been strained, you know, not within. <laughs> <laughs> broth, chicken broth for you. Chicken there you broth. go. Exactly right. Yep. Yep. Freedom Miller, thank you so very much. Thank you for uh, participating here on another day above ground and and uh, letting uh, us give our listeners share with our listeners some uh, information on what they need to do 
when uh, you know when they're close to slipping away from above ground. So we really thank you. Thanks so much, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. So now that we know what we have to do in order to uh, prepare for when we're not as able as we are now, do you guys have written instructions? Do you have uh, plans for, for that? I can barely make a shopping list. I'm so <laughs> bad at this. Like, I go to Costco without a list and I come home with 17 things and not the thing I went for. So, no, this is what I might need help with. <laughs> Actually making the list of what I need help with. Weed and escorts. That's uh, a <laughs> very that short makes, list. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> if, you can, if, you can, if you can get your insurance to cover it, that's all I want. You know? Another day above ground with a smile on your face. <laughs> I, when I, when I uh, got my long-term care insurance, I said, I specifically want a nurse with large breasts. And as I get older, I'm starting to realize, yeah, that'll still be true, but they'll be dragging on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll be a match set, Dale. No worries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my friends, thank you so much for joining us here on Another Day Above Ground. We'd like to hear from you, just like we heard from Brita. What do you like to have? What talents, what interests do you have that you'd like to share with fellow baby boomers? Because there's 73 million of us out there, and not all of them are listening to this podcast yet. But when if you tell two people and they tell two people, boom, we'll be at the limit, so no time. So visit our website, anotherdayaboveground.com, all one word. And uh, you can learn more about us and also uh, leave us a, a message in the message box. We would love to hear from you. Other than that, pretty much wraps it up. Carolyn, what final words do you have to f- have for the folks? Um, you can always go to carolynstrauss.com if you're fascinated by this voice that you're hearing. And if not, go there anyway and tell me you're not. I Just just talk to me. I'm so lonely. <laughs> just, just, just reach out. <laughs> wow, that's never come across on the show before. And, uh, <laughs> and Tim, what do you have to, uh, have to wrap up with? Uh, check out my other podcast, Rule of Three, with Ben Washburn and Tim Slegel. All right. And if you'd like to laugh every Friday, go to daleirvin.com and sign up for the Friday Funnies. It's a it's a twist, at uh, a look at the odder news from a slightly different point of view. Other than that, thanks again for joining us. Go out and enjoy this day because it is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.